Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. With a high temperature on Friday in the lower 40s with mostly sunny skies by the afternoon. Still on a winter alert for Saturdays, we get a mixture of rain and snow early part of the day, switching over to rain by afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. It's 32 degrees at DuPont Circle, 31 in Germantown, and 34 degrees in Annandale at 959. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Michael Toscano, and coming up... Criticism for Metro from the NTSB and a final report of a 2021 train derailment. I'm Mike Marillo. Opening new smooth lanes on the GW Parkway. It's going to be a much nicer ride. I'm Nick Ainelli. How local governments are preparing for this weekend's winter weather event. With respiratory illness-related hospitalizations ticking up, some officials are urging you to wear a mask. Asia-Pacific's uh, markets are mixed. Wall Street closed, mostly lower. It's 10 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. As a student breakfast program was underway at Perry High School in Iowa, someone started shooting. A sixth grader died and five others have been wounded. Mitch Mortvet with Iowa's Division of Criminal Investigation. The shooter has been identified as 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at Perry High School. Butler was armed with a pump-action shotgun and a small-caliber handgun. The gunman took his life. The CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Perry. The reaction so far today has been sort of that classic, and we see this every time, kind of, I can't believe it would happen here, kind of shock. These students were either en route to school or not even there yet and turned right around and told they don't have school tomorrow, won't be back until Monday now at the earliest. No word on a motive. A scare on the subway on New York City's Upper West Side, a passenger train collided with an out-of-service train and then derailed. Some two dozen people were injured in the slow-speed crash. New York City Transit President Richard Davey. Thankfully, there were no serious injuries. Um, Obviously, two trains should not be bumping into one another. We are going to get to the bottom of that. It might be a good weekend to stay inside if you live in the Northeast. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson says a mix of snow and freezing rain is on the way. The highest snowfall areas are likely to be places that are going to be well inland, and that's going to be the Berkshires in Massachusetts, up into the Catskills of New York, the Poconos in Pennsylvania. The U.S. strikes down a pro-Iran military leader that it says has been attacking U.S. military personnel. CBS's Cammie McCormick reports. The airstrike killed a high-ranking commander of an Iranian-backed militia. Those militias have been stepping up their attacks on American forces in Iraq and Syria since Israel's war with Hamas began. State Department spokesman Matthew Miller. I'm not going to comment on this specific attack, but I will say that when groups and individuals take action, targeting U.S. forces, the United States will not hesitate to defend itself. Former President Trump's defense team says Special Prosecutor Jack Smith is working on the election interference case and shouldn't be since it's on hold while their client appeals a ruling. They're asking Judge Tonya Chuckin to hold Smith's team in contempt. More from CBS's Scott McFarland. Trump's lawyers argue that Jack Smith has violated the rules and a court order by just filing those papers and that he should be sanctioned. That doesn't mean the judge is opening up those filings, reading through them, reviewing them and making decisions, but they still think Jack Smith violated the orders. 
Tony Award-winning stage and screen star Glynis Johns has died at 100. She starred opposite Julie Andrews in the Mary Poppins movie and was the first person to sing Stephen Sondheim's Send in the Clowns. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. 10.03 now on WTOP. It's Thursday night, January 4th, 2024. DuPont Circle right at freezing, 32 degrees. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. It's now been more than two years since a Blue Line Metro train derailed in Arlington during the evening rush. Now the National Transportation Safety Board is out with its final report about how it happened and why. WTOP's Mike Marillo tells us the federal agency has some tough words for Metro when it comes to that derailment back in October 2021. It was a derailment in which no one was hurt and 187 passengers were forced to evacuate the train. NTSB Chair Jennifer Hamandy says it was also a derailment that could have been prevented. Shortcomings in WMATA's internal communications in its recognition of hazards, its assessment of risk from those hazards, and its implementation of corrective actions are all evidence of an ineffective safety culture within the organization. She says Metro knew about the problem with the new 7000 series trains, which involved wheels spreading too wide on the axle as early as 2017, and even issued a solution, but only new rail cars got the fix, not existing ones. When it comes to the wheel sets, the NTSB says Metro should have had a better plan to monitor and fix at-risk rail cars, but didn't. After the derailment, all 7000 series cars were removed from the tracks and new wheel sets added and the cars are being returned one by one. In responding to the report, Metro says it is confident in its plan of action to replace the wheel sets and says it expects the rail car maker Kawasaki to foot the bill for what it calls a defect. In a statement to WTOP, Kawasaki says it just followed Metro's order when it comes to how the wheel sets were done and any suggestion that the company should absorb the cost of what it called WMATA's own failures is not rooted in reality. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Sometimes you don't mind saying goodbye, as in goodbye potholes. Construction crews have reached a milestone in the major rehab project on the George Washington Memorial Parkway. While the whole project is expected to last through the end of 2025, a portion of it is now complete as crews have finished their work on the southbound lanes of the GW Parkway between the Beltway and Route 123. Work will soon be shifting to the northbound side now, which means before the end of this month, most of the traffic in that area will be moved over to the nice new southbound lanes. It's going to be a much nicer ride. Project manager Caitlin Scheinhouse. they're going to see on the southbound lanes as it's fresh asphalt. So it's going to be a nice smooth ride from 495 to 123 on those southbound lanes. On the GW Parkway, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. The chances of snow coating the streets of D.C. this weekend may be low, but Mayor Muriel Bowser is still prepping for slick conditions. D.C. snow team is heading out to pre-treat the roads starting tonight for what's expected to be the first snowfall of the year. The snow team will also be out for about an hour on Saturday morning, maybe a little more than that, again pre-treating. Our partners over at 7 News First Alert Weather predict a snow-rain mix is expected to start as early as 9 a.m. before turning to all rain. VDOT has crews hitting the highways today to pre-treat the roads in the Commonwealth. 
We have the same situation in parts of Maryland. Montgomery County crews have been putting down salt brine, for example, on roadways throughout the county. What that will do is keep any snow initially from sticking to the road and, and melt any snow that's falling. And then if there's a lot more snow, then we'll move on into plowing operations after that. Chris Conklin is director of the county's Department of Transportation. He says as of tonight, 40 percent of county roads have some brine on them. While it's not expected, he says, if a lot of snow falls, almost 200 county plows and 250 contractors will be on standby to clear any snow. 10.07 now. Electric utilities in the area are getting the message out about how you can prepare for this weekend's winter weather. Local power companies hope you'll download their phone apps to easily report a power outage. Charge all your devices. Peggy Fox with Dominion says that includes your phone, tablet, and laptop. And you might want to charge your battery chargers as well. Make sure if you have flashlights that the batteries are ready to go. Chuck McDade with Pepco. And we recommend having them on each level of your home. And never, ever use a generator inside a garage or anything like that. Uh, that can be deadly. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. A trifecta of viruses hitting our region hard with hospitalizations for COVID, the flu, and RSV ticking up. The Maryland Department of Health is urging medical facilities in the state to apply universal masking once again. The Department of Health is also advising medical centers to turn up their HVACs and open windows to allow air to circulate when possible. As of the middle of this week, the department reports that the current weekly combined hospitalization hospitalization rate is about 8%. Coming up tonight on WTOP, a look at changing mortgage rates. Nice to have your company here at 1008. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, we're back with Bob in the traffic center. In Virginia, 66 westbound in the Roslyn Tunnel. They have now set up road work. You're getting my single file to the right on 66 west in the Roslyn Tunnel. Now on 95 in Prince William County, southbound. They are setting up the work zone as we speak, headed south from Prince William Parkway toward Dale City. You're getting my single file to the right, headed past that work zone in the main lanes. Around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia, traffic continues to run without delay in the district on southbound I-295. Headed toward the Beltway near the Wilson Bridge and near Oxen Cove. The work zone down to a single lane getting past that with a brief slowdown. And in Maryland on 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you're good to go on each and no delays to report either way on 270 between the Beltway and Interstate 70. Clear sailing on 50 out to the Bay Bridge. Want to test an electric car? Plug into Fitzmall.com and find your electric ride today. Check out the Subaru, Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or the Toyota BZ4X at Fitzmall.com. That's the Fitzway. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Next to Veronica Johnson, 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist. Okay, so here's what you need to know. We're clearing out. It's going to be clear and pretty cold overnight. Dropping down to about 18 to 28 degrees, one of the coldest nights and mornings of the week. Tomorrow, though, partly to mostly sunny. So a fair amount of sunshine, lighter winds, and temperatures in the low to mid-40s across the area. You've got 30s for highs on Saturday, and that's marginally cold. Uh, Hold on to any snow that we get. So snow really with the next system you've been hearing about it it's going to accumulate mostly in the mountains and we'll have a mixture of rain and snow everywhere else sunday is dry or partly sunny breezy probably feeling more like 40 degrees and then another weather maker for tuesday giving us a washout day could be more than two inches of rain i'm seven news chief meteorologist ronica johnson in the first alert weather center alexandria is at 36 penn quarter 35 columbia 30 and some of us down into the 20s overnight we're brought to you by long fence Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. 
Money News 10 and 40 past the hour as we go to Jeff Claybaugh. Mortgage rates rose for the first time in 10 weeks this week, although not much, with a 30-year fix averaging 6.62%. Amazon accounted for 29% of all online orders in the last two weeks of December. A record high for rent in D.C. The Washington Business Journal says a 14,000-square-foot house on Foxhall Road just rented to an unnamed embassy for $55,000 a month. The Dow finished Thursday up just 10 points. The Nasdaq lost 82. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Asia-Pacific markets mostly higher. Tokyo stocks are up half a percent. Hong Kong up a quarter percent. South Korea's Kospi is a fraction lower. Coming up here on WTOP, campaign 2024 with the Iowa caucuses inching closer. One Republican presidential hopeful is eclipsing the others for second place. We'll get the details on some new polling from Politico magazine contributor Seth Maskett on the way. Stay close to WTOP, your election source. Here's Oliver Wise, the chief data officer at the Commerce Department on the Data Resiliency Series, sponsored by IBM 4. We know we're not ready for AI until our data is, and that in order to have accountable, safe, responsible AI, we need to have a very good handle on our data. The data has to be well-documented and rich with the proper metadata. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search IBM4. In today's ever-evolving digital landscape, data is the lifeblood of federal agencies. Protecting data has never been more crucial. With IBM's storage portfolio, it's not just about safeguarding data. It's about ensuring the availability, recovery, and reliability of stored data to support mission-critical operations. 4Inc. is an IBM Platinum partner providing federal agencies with solutions to keep data secure, accessible, and resilient. Fortify your data resiliency with IBM solutions that deliver unmatched speed and efficiency. Visit FOURINC.com. Coming up here on WTOP, a train derailment and collision on the New York City subway this afternoon. And more news in 60 seconds. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Now, 1013, I'm Dimitri Sotis. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're dumb, we're jumping into campaign 2024. Nikki Haley, as we speak on stage live in Des Moines, Iowa on CNN, She is hosting or taking questions during a town hall meeting. She was just asked what her strategy is to surpass Donald Trump in the polls and how she would behave differently than he would toward Russia or China or other global hotspots. Well, heading into the first contest of the 2024 GOP presidential race, Donald Trump maintains a dominant lead among Republican grassroots leaders, but Haley has eclipsed Ron DeSantis for second place. 
It's according to a new poll of GOP county chairs from across the county or across the country. So why are those who are looking for someone other than Donald Trump moving toward Haley rather than DeSantis as we close in on the Iowa caucuses? Seth Maskett is a political magazine contributor. He's director of the Center on American Politics at the University of Denver. And he explains to WTOP's Michael Toscano the unique perspective of the poll and the numbers. One of the things that this survey has been showing all throughout the year is, is honestly a much more competitive race than we tend to see if we just look at polling of likely Republican primary voters. County chairs, as I see it, they don't necessarily have a whole lot of power to, you know, make a county vote a certain way or anything like that or decide who gets to be a convention delegate. But they do tend to be pretty well plugged in. They tend to be very aware of national and local politics, um, and they tend to be very well connected with other Republicans. And what this has really shown all throughout the year is that it's a much more competitive contest. Trump has been in the front of this contest, like more more of them are interested in him than in any other one candidate, but he's been below 50% with them. And there was a time earlier in the year when Ron DeSantis was ahead. One of the things that we're seeing in this round is that DeSantis has somewhat petered out, but Nikki Haley has made some pretty significant inroads and is, I, I think, you know, polling in a, a pretty strong second place right now. Yeah, so is she doing something right or just taking advantage of the fact that Ron DeSantis may not be doing something right? Well, it's a little bit of both. One of the things that Haley uh, seems to be really helping her is her performance in the debates. She's been pretty consistently throughout the debates that have happened so far, uh, a pretty strong performer. She has, I think, articulated you know, a version of Republicanism prior to Trump. That is, you know, she sounds a lot more like a, a traditional Reagan-Bush era conservative. And for the substantial chunk of the party that is not enthralled with Donald Trump, I think they, they find that pretty compelling. They've been kind of shopping for an alternative all year long. And right now they seem to be zeroing in on uh, Nikki Haley as uh, as the person who's, who's articulating that best. So in just a couple of seconds, can you tell me, are these numbers baked in or do you still see some shifting? There's still some shifting. I mean, I don't see Trump losing any ground here. But as who that alternative is, um, there's still about a third of these Republican chairs who say they're uncommitted. They are open to someone else. And Haley is making a lot of inroads with that crowd, which is not clear how high she can go with that. But, you know, she looks to possibly, you know, outperform expectations, at least going into Iowa and New Hampshire. Seth Maskett, political magazine contributor and the director of the Center on American Politics at the University of Denver. Nikki Haley continuing her hour on CNN being asked what is her comprehensive border policy. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was part of a town hall the hour before. We'll bring you some highlights here on WTOP tonight and tomorrow. Top stories now on WTOP. A 17-year-old kills a sixth grader and wounds five other people in the nation's latest school shooting, this time in Iowa. The NTSB weighs in on that Metro Blue Line derailment more than two years ago, pointing the finger at Metro's safety culture. We have a chance for some wintry weather on Saturday, a mix of snow and rain set to head our way. We'll update the forecast in moments. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. Now, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the traffic center. A couple of work zones out there in Virginia, southbound on 95 after Prince William Parkway toward Dale City. In the main lanes, getting by single file to the right on 95 south. And 66 westbound does have a work zone now in the Roslyn Tunnel, and you get by single file to the right. Otherwise, things are pretty quiet around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia. Southbound I-295 at Oxen Cove. As you head toward the Beltway near the Wilson Bridge, single lane getting by the work zone. In Maryland, 50 out to the Bay Bridge is without delay. 198 
between Route 32 and Bald Eagle Drive is closed and will be for a couple of weeks for bridge repair. 95 and the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, though, are running freely, as does 270 both ways. This year, achieve your goals your way. Join the YMCA today with a zero enrollment fee. Visit ymcadc.org to learn more. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. All right, Bob, let's check in now with Veronica Johnson. She's 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist. As skies clear, it is going to turn much colder overnight. We'll be dropping down to about 18 to 28 degrees by early Friday morning. We'll have partly to mostly sunny skies with a high temperature around 40 to 45 Friday afternoon. Still looking at a winter alert for Saturday. In fact, National Weather Service putting portions of our area under a winter storm watch for Saturday until 8 p.m. That would be for Frederick County, Maryland, Western Loudoun, Western Fauquier County, Rappahannock, Madison, on off to the west. These are the areas that say could see some accumulating snowfall. Everywhere else, it's a mixture of rain and snow with temperatures in the 30s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Reagan National at 34, BWI Marshall at freezing 32 degrees, Dulles also at 32. But some parts of our area now could be down into the 20s overnight, even the upper teens down to 18 degrees overnight. Still to come here. Opponents to a Potomac Yard arena lay out their concerns in a petition. I'm Kate Ryan. Good to have your company at 1019. You know, I've been walking around the house today, and I guess I just never really noticed how many things Dad personally built with his own hands. The moldings, the cabinets, they don't make them like this anymore. I just can't bring myself to imagine taking him out of this house. But you know, since this fall, he's really unsteady on his feet, and I'm afraid he could hurt himself. And it's just really too much for mom to handle alone. And with us both living so far away, it's becoming impossible to be here for them. Friends told me about the great experience they've had with Warm and Home Care, so maybe they can help us too. With Warm and Home Care, your loved one can stay safe and happy in their own home, while the caregiver provides essential services, personal hygiene, medication reminders, light housekeeping, and more. Family-owned and operated, the Warman family has spent over 30 years providing happiness at home to families like yours. Learn more about the Warman difference at warmanhomecare.com. That's W-A-R-M-A-N homecare.com. Warman Home Care. Happiness at home. 1020. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. The Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed is now only $9.90. For a limited time, prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. Want to know what's on the road ahead of you? Check with WTOP for traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8th. They're a must for every driver. Okay, you've got your seatbelt on, you've got your car started. What's next? Check my mirrors. Uh... Check the traffic report on WTOP. Now you got it. WTOP traffic updates anytime you're on the road. WTOP News. Facts matter. This is WTOP News. 1021 as we focus on New York for a bit. Two subway trains collided this afternoon about 3 o'clock. One train was carrying about 300 passengers. And an out-of-service MTA train, also with four workers on board, hit one another at a low rate of speed, we're told. CBS News New York reporter Doug Williams says authorities are not only trying to figure out what led to this crash, 
but are working round the clock to fully restore service on the busy Manhattan line. At this point, officials are describing this as an accident. This is a major subway line on the west side of Manhattan. Train service in both directions has been disrupted. Uh, in places, it has been suspended. Passengers are being told to take alternative routes tonight as authorities try and restore service in time for tomorrow morning's commute. At least 20 people were hurt. They all have minor injuries. In our region, the search is on for four suspects who robbed a Leesburg gun store after ramming a Kia sedan through the front door early today. Police say it happened at Loudoun County Guns on Industrial Court about 4 a.m. Neighbors reported a loud noise. When police got there, they found that the car smashed the front of the shop. Nobody was found inside. Investigators say four masked suspects jumped out and stole several long guns. They ran off, leaving the car lodged right there in front of the building. See a picture of the vehicle in the storefront at WTOP.com. By the way, the car was stolen from another part of our area before the smash and grab at the gun store. Wizards and Caps owner Ted Leonsis has a dream. He wants to build a $2 billion arena in Alexandria, Virginia. But one local group is pushing for a stop to the plans, or at least some more analysis. Let's get that story from WTOP's Kate Ryan. In the online petition, members of the coalition to stop the arena at Potomac Yard say the proposed sports and entertainment complex would add to traffic congestion on Route 1, increase taxes, and crime. And coalition board member Andrew McDonald appeals to state and local officials. Do not, you know, provide this funding. At the very least, put it on hold and do some in-depth study that make us feel like that the project actually is based on something other than just, you know, speculation and hope. The planned complex would be home to the Washington Wizards and Capitals. Team owner Ted Leonsis is putting up $403 million, and the bulk of the project could be paid through bonds issued by a proposed Virginia Sports and Entertainment Authority. In Potomac Yard, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. How about this? Students in Prince George's County are learning hockey firsthand from one of the region's top teams. WTOP's John Doman tells us that the program is now expanding. Students here at Capitol Heights Elementary got a first-hand demonstration with the new gear, learning a sport their principal, Shauna Berry, admits they might not have much exposure to, but can learn a lot from. In the grown-up world, you have to be able to work with people. So being able to do that and do it well is a skill that they would learn um, as part of a team, a hockey team. And we were really looking at how do we grow both diversity of the forms of the sport, the different uh, ways to play the game, and then diversity of the people that are playing the game as well. Peter Robinson's the director of youth hockey development for the Capitals. By the end of the month, this gym hockey gear will be in every elementary and middle school in the county, putting sticks in the hands of over a million students around the DMV since this started a decade ago. In Capitol Heights, John Dome in WTOP News. Now 1025. Sports at 25 and 55. And we're going to Rob. The NHL unveiled its initial All-Star rosters, and Tom Wilson will make his second All-Star appearance, but this time in his native Toronto, telling Monumental Network. It'll be pretty special. I had a blast in Vegas. It was really an amazing weekend. You kind of get to see the, the NHL on the biggest stage, and it's there's a lot of excitement. Uh, it's a good time, and obviously being in Toronto, in my hometown, I'm looking forward to kind of being in that building, looking around, and it'll be pretty full circle having grown up as a kid there and being able to have family and friends support you. It, it's it's going to be awesome. Fans will vote for the final 12 slots in the February 3rd All-Star Game. The Commanders prepare for an old rivalry game with much different stakes. The Cowboys need to win to get the two-seed in the NFC playoffs, which would simultaneously give Washington the best chance at clinching the number two pick in the upcoming draft. 
What else is there to play for, Eric Bieniemy? Terry has an opportunity to go and get a thousand yards receiving. I'm like, hey man, listen, we 54 yards away. You got to make it happen. On top of that, I just want to see Sam finish on a positive note. He's worked his tail off this whole entire year, and I want to see our offense and our team to 